you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Guess what? On November 13th, the NFL, it makes its debut in Germany. Live on NFL Network, Brady and the Bucks battle DK and the Seahawks. You can wake up and watch with the world. It's Sunday morning football live from Munich, Sunday, November 13th at 9.30 a.m. Eastern. Only on NFL Network and streaming on NFL+. Plus. Welcome inside Good Morning Football, presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky. We're live in New York City up until next week when we will be live in Munich as well. But today is Tuesday, November 1st. I'm Jamie Erdahl. That is Kyle Brand, Peter Schrager, and Jason McCourty. And the stench and glory of our Halloween costumes have worn off. Now we get to look ahead to Munich. We're going to talk a ton about it. But until then, there was one more game for the week last night. Time for the lead block. Lead block. This is uh, domination, guys. This was a strange night for Cincinnati. I know they were without Jamar Chase, but... They got walloped. It was never close. But Burrow has some legitimate demons against Cleveland. He cannot seem to figure them out as they lose 32 to whatever. Browns get to 3-5 and five going to the bye. Bengals at 4-4. Four and four. And Joe Burrow asked point blank, why is this such a difficult matchup for you, Joe? Yeah, that's, uh, I mean, you got to give credit to them. They always, they always play well against us. It's tough to answer that one. They got really good players on defense. You know, they're good on the outside. They're really well coached. They're, they're sound in their leverages. In their coverage, and obviously they got Miles Garrett and, and Clowney that you know, can get after the passer. So they've 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 had our number the last couple of years. We 
always appreciate when a legitimate question is asked, which is the Browns just haunting Joe Burrow and the Bengals, a blowout loss to yep. that team up north for Cincinnati last night. Peter, what do you take away from that for the Bengals? You want to come out of last week's game where they blow out the Falcons. You're like, that's the Bengals, yeah. remember. That's the Bengals who are going to go back to the Super Bowl. That's the Bengals that are going to take on the Bills and the Chiefs and be that third team in. And we rallied around Cincinnati last week. No Jamar Chase. It was evident. But that offensive line that we were so concerned about the first two weeks of the season, it reared its ugly head and they could not stop Miles Garrett last night. And that defensive line from Cleveland was all over Burrow. It felt like, uh, you know, one of those situations where no matter what play they called, they didn't have enough time to get it off. And then you go to the defensive side of the ball. This is not a Browns offense that has been lighting it up by any means, but you start talking about injuries to their best defensive player this season, Shadobi Awuzie, and we don't know how long he's going to be out. That is serious. They were out there last night with Dax Hill, who's a safety playing corner, and then Cam Taylor-Britt, who made his first career start, and Amari Cooper did a number on them. I, look, this has been a team that has vexed them for, for years since Burrow has gotten there, but they are 4-4 four and four right now, and they are at a crossroads, and this is just a week after I came on this show rallying around like, don't sleep on the Bengals. No Jamar Chase at the moment. No Chidobia Wuzier, no DJ Reader, and I don't see any like replenishments coming. I don't see this being one of those teams that's going to be wheeling and dealing today. This might be what it is, and it might not be enough, and I think Burrow might know that as well. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It almost looked like the Bengals had on costumes, like this was other people out there playing for them on Halloween. They just didn't show up. And you look at the Cleveland Browns, though, for me, Jacoby Brissett, this guy just getting it done. We saw late in the fourth quarter, he's trying to draw the Bengals off sides, and he says, I almost got you 50 and you can just see the fun and the enjoyment he's having out there on the field. After the game, he got interviewed on the field, and they asked him, Deshaun Watson's back in the building. He'll be playing soon. He said, I'm not worried about the destination. I'm just worried about the journey. Okay. And he put it in great perspective. And when you look at Jacoby and his journey in the NFL, he went to two colleges, Florida and NC State, drafted in the third round by the Patriots. Of course, his rookie year is Deflategate. Brady's suspended four games. Jimmy G gets hurt. He goes 2-1 and one as a starter. Awesome. Then gets traded yeah. to Indy. Luck's hurt. Ends up starting that season. Luck comes back. He's the backup. Then Luck retires. He's a starter. Then Phillip Rivers comes in. He's a backup again. Then, of course, last year he was in Miami behind Tua. Now this year is in Cleveland. Deshaun Watson isn't out there, but he'll be back soon. And the way Jacoby has handled himself and the way he played last night, being a leader, showing up for this team, scrambling for a touchdown, finding Amari Cooper and his receivers all over the field, it has just been impressive. I wanted to give him a shout-out because mm. he's played well in the absence. He's lost some fumbles, thrown some interceptions, but, I mean, he's in a tough situation. He's continued to well, Buck and Aikman were talking about mm-hmm. it. If if Watson – we haven't seen Watson in two years. Yeah. If they start winning a couple more games and they're in this, do you consider sticking with Brissett and not going to Watson just because he's activated? Without a doubt. I think they're a team where they've rallied around him as a quarterback. He's taking hits. You saw last night. Gets hit in, hit in the shoulder. He jumps up. He's jogging back down. The way he carries himself, the type of leader he is, the way he plays, the emotion. We don't know what we're going to get from Deshaun Watson, but we've seen over the course of eight games what we've gotten from Jacoby and they're still in the race. And now they go away for a couple weeks, the Browns, and we'll talk about them positively because of this win on national television. The Bengals have a real issue, and you see this develop in the division sometimes where some team just, just has your number. Like for a long time recently, 
the Dolphins couldn't beat the Bills. They couldn't even stay close to them. They finally beat him. It matters. It's Burrow's not only on floor against the Browns. It's the third straight game against the Browns. He's thrown an interception on the first drive. Like, it just gets wow. crappy immediately. And the Bengals' defense hadn't given up a single touchdown in the second half all season. They just, they've been awesome in the second half. No problem. Right through him. Chub, chub, chub. So I'm kind of with Peter. I was ready to say the, the, uh, the AFC had a big three, and it was KC, Buffalo, and Cincinnati. I can't say that now because you know what? Jamar Chase plays that game. They don't win. I don't even think they're close. It was a domination from start to finish. So Cleveland, exciting. Bengals, a little bit of identity crisis. Yeah. I don't know which end of the pool that they're in right now, but I know Cleveland suddenly matters again, and we'll see them in two weeks. A couple weeks ago when the Ravens played the Bengals, that felt like a turning point for both of those teams, and now they're headed in very different directions. While Miles Garrett came out of the backfield, mm -hmm. it was an absolute nightmare for Joe Burrow. Once the Browns got the lead, it was just like Nick Chubb time. The Browns ran their offense the way the Packers were when they were down on the road, like running the ball. You're like, no, no, this is what Run. you're supposed to do when you get the lead, not when you're trying to battle back on the road. My goodness, Nick Chubb. Are you serious, Peter? What was the jersey that you wore to your fantasy football draft? A Nick in the Chubb summer? jersey. A Nick Chubb jersey. And I'm fairly certain you may have proclaimed him one of your favorites, if yes. not the, in the league. And Great he play. played up to Peter Schrager's standard Thank last you. night. He is leading the league in rushing right now. He is leading the league in rushing touchdowns right now with 841 yards and 10, respectively. I mean, he's playing out of his mind. He now has a combined 10, as I mentioned, which is the difference between one Dalvin Cook and uh, the second leading rusher that I'm, the name is escaping me right now, but Nick Chubb, my goodness, he just ran away with the win for the Bengal, for the Browns last night, and he looked really, really good. The Browns, like, <laughs> I, I think I would put the Ravens in that conversation, but this division now has become a big yep. question mark. Big time. Yeah, I, I always find the Chubb conversation fascinating, because yeah. whenever you start hyping Derrick Henry or McCaffrey, there's always that third man in Chubb army. He, people are always pissed he doesn't get nominated for angry runs, but all he does is just run out there efficiently and do his thing. He almost has a little Tim Duncan quality to him yeah. where it's just efficient and fundamental and it just works. Big fundamental Nick Chubb. Yeah. I, yeah. Like I don't know if I just insulted the man. He did just jump no, over. He, 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 he doesn't want three MVPs. I think no doubt nice. about it. I mean he dresses like the mannequin. Like in the NFL you go in the locker room and have the poser no. of the person. Just a uniform like no wristbands no nothing. Yep. That's how Chubb, but he goes out there and he's he gets it so done. good. The, on the leap last night Peyton Manning on the Manning cast was like I always wanted to leap over a guy. Oh, Eli like really could yes. not contain himself. He was like please don't. That would have been unnecessary and not good for you. Not All much. right, now let's get our, our latest from around the league as today is a big day, trade deadline day. NFL Network insider Tom Pelissero joining us now. It's fast approaching, 4 p.m. Eastern. Moves need to be done. Paperwork has to be signed by and the Ravens. They made a big move yesterday, Tom. What's going on across the league? They did, Jamie. The Bears trading linebacker Roquan Smith to Baltimore in exchange for second and fifth round picks in the 2023 draft. The Bears also, for the second time in the past week, picking up the majority of Smith's remaining salary this season, just like they did with Robert Quinn, in order to get a better pick. So for the Ravens, they were looking for another defensive weapon. They really have been shopping since all the way back in training camp. They get it with Roquan Smith. Meanwhile, the Bears now have nine picks in the 2023 draft as they head into what certainly looks like a rebuild. Also, a fascinating dynamic here. Roquan Smith, like Lamar Jackson, unsigned beyond this season. You only have one franchise tag to use, so that now is going to create some internal motivation for the Ravens, certainly to get Lamar Jackson's deal done, but also Roquan Smith, presuming that they don't want to let either of these guys go. Also, both those players happen to serve as their own agent. Some other names to keep an eye on today. Let's start with Broncos pass rusher Bradley Chubb. My understanding is the Broncos do have what they consider to be multiple strong offers for Chubb, but this is the complicated deal from multiple ends. For one thing, the general 
general manager George Payton has said publicly he does not want to trade Chubb. They believe that he is a piece of their future. Ideally, they'd like to extend him. But also, if they're going to trade him, any team giving up this type of compensation, which most likely would include a first-round draft pick, is going to want to work out a contract extension. So his agent is also going to be involved in these negotiations. Also, Kareem Hunt. You just saw some highlights from him in that game last night. He spoke to reporters after the Browns win, said that he is still open to being traded. He, of course, requested a trade back in August. My understanding is in recent weeks, the Browns have softened their stance on not wanting to trade Hunt. They're still going to look for a substantial pick because if he were to walk as a free agent after the season, they'd get a compensatory pick in 2024. Might take something in line with a fourth-round pick to get the deal done. That's going to be one to keep an eye on. And same thing with Brandon Cooks, the Texans veteran wide receiver. The Texans have been fielding calls for days on Cooks. My understanding is is nothing was imminent coming into today, but certainly there is interest around the league. Cooks, one of the only speed threats who's available. He's a veteran, but he's still under 30 years old at this stage in his career. Do less than $1 million for the rest of this season, but as an $18 million full guarantee in 2023 that would need to get addressed. Jamie. Brandon Cooks is a really special kind of combination to be that young, yet he's still a veteran. He's played in two Super Bowls, which is great presence to have in your wide receiver room if you would like it. Tom Pelissero, thank you very much. Good evening, everybody. It's nighttime here in my laboratory. I'm on a morning show, but we work all night and all day on the trade bot. I am a scientist. I have a robotic machine that I call the TradeBot 1000 and it spits out trade scenarios and we tell if it's going to happen or not and we talk about it. It's called science and football and it's the TradeBot. Good night! So, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to knock around the TradeBot and the TradeBot is going to spit out trade scenarios. You are going to play the general manager of an NFL team and decide if you want any of those scenarios or you're not going to take any at all. We're going to start with a player on the Denver Broncos named Bradley Chubb. Okay. Bradley Chubb's excellent. TradeBot was telling me all about this man. He is so good. He rushes the passer. Mm -hmm. He's a talented first-round pick. The Saquon draft, you remember. Yes. Anyway, let's see Bradley Chubb's career numbers and what his contract situation is. This is all very important. 26, I like 26 that. 26 years old, five years in the league. He's got one, one year, year left. left at 12.7 million. We heard from Tom Palacero, a friend of the <laughs> trade bot, that he wants to get a monster new contract mm. if he is traded. Keep that in mind, general manager. Indeed, indeed. Okay, so you are George Payton, general manager of the Denver Broncos. Mm-hmm. Trade bot, compute. <laughs> now, there she goes. God's work. What's she gonna come up with? Jet. Okay, come to town. Ooh, the New York Jets. And here comes the offer. The Jets would send their 2023 first round pick and disgruntled wide receiver Elijah Moore Mm. for Bradley Chubb. Oh, I like this, but I mean, we have Jerry Judy, we have KJ Hamler. We have Cortland Sutton. We don't really need the Elijah Moore. Okay. Uh, There's more options. I don't want this trade. Already saying no. I don't, I don't want this You don't this want a first-round pick for a guy who's in a contract here walking out afterwards? I believe there will be more <laughs> first-round draft picks on the table for us, so you can't jump at the first thing. Play, trade the, play the field a little bit. What else do you have, sweet love? 
I'm huge. Play the field. I like when oh. Peter gets mad. The oh. accent goes. Let's see what, what the offer got? is from Miami Dolphins. You get the 49ers first round pick, mm -hmm. and you get a second round pick next year for Bradley Chubb. First and a second. Yeah, come on. I'll take that. A first and a second? That's two draft picks. We don't know what these guys, the potential around that. I'm a GM. We love potential because we can talk about it. It holds on to our jobs a little bit longer. Yeah. Guys, that One more option. Be good. Yes. Mm. What else we got from you? Compute. Who else? The Rams. Uh, they, need, they need a lot. They, they better be they don't ready to give me everything. They the season yet. Oh. A 2025-er. The hell with them draft picks. Yes. Come on, Rams. You want that? Yes. Yeah, I want this one, too. This is three. First, second, and third. I'm going to be around in 2025. I'm okay with that. <laughs> I'll take the first there, the second next year. Yeah, I'm okay with this. I want both of these trades. But if I have to choose one, yeah. I'm going with the Miami Dolphins shirt. The Miami Dolphins have acquired okay. Bradley Chubb <laughs> yes. for the 49 Niners first round pick this year. Yes. And, and the second, second next round year. pick for the Dolphins <laughs> next year. We'll be okay. This is the trade. You are definitely saying yes. I'm definitely saying yes to this draft. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Jamie, are you ready? Sure. You are going to be involved in the Brandon Cooks section mm. of the program. Here is what Texans GM Nick Casario has in his building right now. Wonderful young man. Yeah. He's been on a lot of teams, played in big games, has 1,000 yards every season. Shall we see what TradeBot has in store? Compute! What do we see as a trade here from the Packers? Oh. Straight up, second Straight round pick. Up. Just one, huh? Just one pick. You need a guy that badly. And the Packers can be a little stingy with it, okay? I don't love it. I don't love it. I want more for one Brandon Cooks. Let's see what else we got. Compute. Go on. Rams again? Rams again? Oh Rams are shopping? Relax, McVay. Never. Never. Okay, oh. that 2025 oh. first rounder, they, they want to they give want it away. And you get Cam Akers, disgruntled running back who yeah. can't get on field for bad offense. Would you right. like him? I would not. I, okay. They already have Damian Pierce. They're good. Okay. <laughs> Let's go for a third one. Compute. Man, I wish the Packers would figure out right. how for a little bit more there. Tampa? They have so many wide receivers. So many. Second round mm. pick, and, and you get a fifth. So that's more than immediate, the Packers offer. Immediate, absolutely. That's why I'm going to go with this one. Tom Brady probably played with Brandon Cooks he when he was in definitely, the Definitely, he did. So that's going to be maybe a bit of a security blanket that yeah. this quarterback is looking for. I'm going to take this pick right here. What do you got, Peter? Come on. The, the player is Chase Clay. Ah, wow. Canadian-born. Sure. Notre Dame. Mapletron, they called him. And now Steeler. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently on trade block, according to Tom Pelacero. Let's see what oh, TradeBot has in store for you, Omar Khan, the GM of yes, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Compute! Compute! I, I, I know the Rams have this pick in a few years that oh, I'm they hoping they're willing they to part with. Third round pick. Come on, buddy. Uh, third round pick. I think we can do a little better. I like I like him with Rodgers a lot. You know that. I want to give it a try. Big, experienced receiver. I, I think we might be able to do better, though, than a third. Third round pick? Yeah. You want to give what? You want a second? I would love a you second. You want a first? No, no, no. I'm not going to get a first. What I would love you, a second. crazy? I would, I would love, no. <laughs> Compute. <laughs> what are you, nuts? <laughs> Atlanta, I can't even name their five receivers outside of Drake London. <laughs> and he's a rookie. <laughs> you get a third. And a six. six. This is better. 
This, this is better. They threw in the sixth. Is this the best the trade bot can do? Because I'm definitely taking this then. I'm ready. We don't need Claypool. The Pickens thing is happening. I think this would work for them. And this is a better offer than the Green Bay offer. Trade bot, compute. Com I'll compute again. Oh my gosh. There's a third offer. Here we go. You Come, on. Your options, Come on. Kyle. Come on. Again with the Jets. They're players, Peter. They want to. Or doctor. Players. Yes. Doctor. Straight Ooh, up. Straight you up. Elijah Moore. <laughs> Why? He's, Why? He's got a future. Second round pick. <laughs> but he's also a very good player, too. Later round pick. Player to player. Yes. Straight um, up. No, I, I I prefer the Falcons offer to this. I do. I do. I, Chase I want the Claypool picks. to Atlanta. Chase Claypool to Atlanta. This is I, I want to build for the future. We don't need Elijah Moore. If he's disgruntled there, he'll be disgruntled here. Have you seen our quarterback? <laughs> it's not exactly uh, Patrick Mahomes right now. GMs, it's not that hard. We here at the show. It's easy. Breaking character here. A PSA. The more Hi, you know, make some trades. You don't need a machine. Do it yourselves. And stay in school. Go. Stay but in school. school. Let's still say yes, 1,000 love. Well <laughs> say done, nope to Dr. Dope. Peter. Speaking of trade deadline, ah, ah. that is Kareem Hunt. Oh, my God. As he addressed trade questions. <laughs> he, he straight up didn't want to answer the question, so he put the joker around. He looks like Diddy. Right. <laughs> Did he just play his last game in Cleveland? I don't know. Tom Pelissero, tell us more, please. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Your, hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you know have to do that with everyone you meet? Try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm -hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Well, Selva, we know you're awake on the West Coast. Yes. It is his trade deadline day. Yes. 
What's going on? Something with yes, the Jets, with that tie? That you know, uh, what's... <laughs> no, no, just happened to wear a green tie today. I, I have to say, though, mm. Jamie and guys, that scientist for the TradeBot segment is a cult figure. Mm. So what mm -hmm. is the name of the scientist, and will that scientist be in Germany? Yeah. Those are a couple of questions. Mm. Do you guys have the answers here? I would only hope so, yeah. Mm. He does need a name. Jamie suggested which one? Dr. Deadline. Dr. Deadline. Dr. Deadline. Uh, I, I, I'm, Dr. Deadline. Please tweet us your suggestions. I don't know who you're talking about, but it sounds like a fun right. segment. Yeah. Sounds like a fun guy. Yeah, I'm okay. Yeah, yeah, no, you should, you should check it out. Hoodie. You should check it out, sure. Tom Brady could probably use the trade bot at least to see if there's anybody that's going to be coming to help out this offense there mm. for the Bucks. Right now, he's in an unfamiliar position. Two games under 500 for his career. But as he told Jim Gray, the good news is he's one game out of first place in the division. You know, I think, again, another silver lining is our division is none of the teams in our division have great records. So what we do from here, it's all ahead of us. And hopefully we can get some players healthy. Hopefully we can play better football on Sunday and continue through this season and give it our best. And we're going to continue to fight like we always have. And we've got to fight harder, and that's what it takes in the NFL right now. As for Brady and the Bucks' Week 9 opponent, Rams head coach Sean McVay saying wide receiver Cooper Cup has some tissue swelling, but no structural damage to his injured ankle. McVay thinks Cup will be okay and anticipates him playing on Sunday in Tampa in a very important game for both teams. And on the topic of wide receivers, Ravens head coach John Harbaugh saying Rashad Bateman will be out a few weeks with a foot injury. Harbaugh saying they'll have more to report later in the week. Now, Bateman is third on the team in receiving yards despite missing two games earlier this year with a foot injury. Given the Ravens' huge move to get Roquan Smith and the Bengals' big loss, begs the question, Baltimore, have they proven themselves a real threat as one of the top teams in a loaded AFC, Peter. You know, it's it's interesting because a lot of these teams rest on their laurels and they look around and they say, you know what, we just we just got, we're there, we, we like what we got, let's not upset the apple cart, and the Ravens have done the absolute opposite. Roquan Smith leads the league in tackles. Like, I think he's a huge addition is, for Baltimore. And they were going with Josh Barnes and they were going with Patrick Queen at middle linebacker. Queen's been fine this season, going to the fifth year of his contract and he's got a whole issue with his contract on the offseason whether they pick it up or not. But then Josh goes down and they're kind of like, what do we get? Roquan Smith's available? A second and a fifth. Go. Take it. Let's get, let's get this guy. I think he's a beast and the Ravens know the deal. He's a rental. He's a rental. I mean, this is a guy who's on the franchise tag, so he's only going to be there for the remainder of this year. Then they got to decide whether they want to bring him back. And with the, the game of chicken that they have in their contract situation, Lamar's in his final year of a contract, mm -hmm. Roquan's in the final year of a contract. Neither one of them have agents. They're both going to be going to the negotiating table and saying, hey, and the Ravens can't franchise both of them. Mm -hmm. So it's either we're going to bring back both these guys on huge contracts, top of their you know, position, or one of them's going to have to go, or we can franchise one and pay the other. It, it's a difficult situation for Eric DaCosta, the GM, but he's not like, I don't want to deal with that. He's like, bring it on. Like, I'm okay with that. I respect the heck out of what the Ravens are doing. They're adding talent. And I'll give you another name. They signed a guy to the practice squad two weeks ago who, if you watch these Ravens games, is the most upbeat dude on the sidelines. He's there. He's 35 years old. And I think he's going to be activated sooner rather than later. They got Deshaun Jackson, too, oh, yeah. the Let's last go. couple the of weeks. And I think D-Jax <laughs> might have something left to go. I will say this. I think the Chiefs and the Bills are Team 1 and Team 2 in the AFC, and I think there is a wide margin. I think that the Titans are right there. I just... 
I think the Ravens are in that conversation of top four. I cannot put them up in that one or two spot, and I think the Titans have the edge on the Ravens this season. But gosh, I, I think that bothers them, and they're willing to push all their chips on the table, mm -hmm. and I respect the hell out of them. Mm. I do too. I don't know when this is going to happen, but Deshaun Jackson will have a long touchdown at some point. One of these weeks will. it will, and it'll be over 60 yards. Just a quick word on Bears GM Ryan Poles. I mean this as a compliment. I think he is like a business sociopath. Like, he is Dexter. Like, blank. I have no feelings. I am here to do a job. Just a quick timeline. Roquan is the best player, says I want a contract, and I'm not playing until I get one. He goes, okay, well, I'm not giving you a contract. It, like, just didn't blink. Then two weeks ago, they have their best win in years against New England. Immediately after the win, our best passer, Robert Quinn, gone. Yeah. Roquan Smith is crying, gone. Like, he's just like, I got a job to do, guys, and I, I really respect it. You better stick those draft picks and spend that money wisely, though. As far as the Roquan thing, the more important thing with the Ravens, I feel like this is the cliche, but it is so true. Like, a perfect Raven. Just perfect. Mm -hmm. Really fiery, big hitter. Remember, I think it was you, Peter, at the table earlier in the season is like, this is not Ravens football. Ray Lewis, Ed Reed, all these guys. It's, it's a shame. It's a disgrace. He will butt people up, and I mean that he will hit. Think about who they have to go through. They're going to probably have to play Tennessee potentially in the playoffs. It's Henry. It's Josh Allen. It's Kelsey. It's those guys. Like, those are the killers. And the Ravens want to win a Super Bowl, and they got a guy who is totally fearless, leads the league in tackles, and is one of the top five biggest hitters in the NFL in a year when it's still really hard to hit. I think it's a big win for Baltimore. I think this could be the difference in winning a playoff game and losing one. I think he is that good of a player. Yeah, I love what you guys said because getting a guy like Roquan allows Patrick Queen to blitz more, get after the quarterback, which he's done a really good job of. And I saw Deshaun Jackson in pregame in Tampa. Right? Like, he looks good. He was out there running and doing all of those things. He'll be out there. For me, as good as Roquan Smith is and how big of an addition that is, when we talk about a team like the Buffalo Bills being Super Bowl contenders, we don't name Matt Milano first right. or Tremaine Edmonds. And those guys are studs at the linebacker position. We talk about Josh Allen. This Ravens football team will be a contender because of Lamar Jackson. He is going to be the guy, and he's been the guy early on in this season this year. He looked like an MVP candidate with the way he was throwing the ball. He was also running it as well. It's all going to fall on his shoulders. To beat the Chiefs, to beat the Bills, they're going to have to put up points. Yes, they're going to have to play defense, and they will with the addition of Roquan Smith and Calais Campbell and some of those guys that they have on, that, on the defensive side of the ball. But Lamar Jackson, throwing the ball, running the ball. Last week versus Tampa, we saw them come out and throw the ball 32 times in the first half. And we're all watching the game like, what the hell are the Ravens doing? Get back to who you are. And he starts off that second half and rips off a 20-something yard run. And it was just like, okay. This is the Baltimore Ravens we came here to see, and this is the team we expect them to be. So, yes, I do believe they're going to be contenders in the AFC, and I believe it's going to fall on this guy. They haven't been able to do much in the playoffs since he's been there, but it's going to happen with him not only running the ball, but being able to throw the ball in the air and make plays to get this offense going. Mm. I, I love this, uh, the addition. It's so Baltimore Ravens defense. This guy is so durable. He hasn't missed uh, three games, I think, mm -hmm. in the past three seasons. He hasn't missed a game in the last three seasons. But I think he'll help close games, not just win one mm -hmm. in the playoffs, because the Ravens have let games slip between their fingers late this season. I'm thinking Dolphins, mm -hmm. and I'm thinking Buffalo Bills. And I, I don't mean – I mean, I think this spin here is like this is a fantastic addition, and I don't – mean to make this sound negative but like the Ravens essentially I think have been using Justin Tucker like oh we got Justin Tucker we don't have to we're fine we're fine it's like no no you still need to be able to drive the ball down run the ball close a game run get a lead and run the ball late you can't just rely on the leg of what will become a first ballot future Hall of Famer and Justin Tucker 
that's not Ravens football. Ravens football is getting after a guy and imposing your will as a defense, and Roquan Smith is so that. Question, though, when it comes to Roquan Smith and um, Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson has come out and said that he he doesn't want to talk about his contract. Mm -hmm. What if Roquan comes in and is like... I would like to talk about it. Like, how how does ownership... You can't because of the con- uh, the franchise tag that he's currently on. You can't negotiate till the end of the season anyway. Okay. Mm-hmm. So he's it's purely a rental. And then once the season ends, then they can start having okay. conversations. But Lamar made his deadline. Roquan made his de- Neither one of those guys got that monster deal. Oh, yeah. And now they're playing for something. And I think we've seen it with Lamar all season. And Roquan, too. I think he's been fantastic. Yeah, do you absolutely. think the compensatory pick comes into play for these GMs? You go yeah. out and get a guy like, yeah, if he leaves... We still gain a third yeah, round, round pick, and that's what the Ravens are experts at. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They have the most third round picks every year. Mm-hmm. If a guy leaves of that caliber and signs a huge contract, you can get at least a third round pick. So I think the Ravens saw this as, hey, we'll deal with that stuff later. Yeah. Let's try to get better today. Peter, we have a call to action from uh, the Twitterverse from okay. earlier in the show with Tradebot 1000, and just like, what is my name? Like, say, say my name, Destiny's Child, uh, Blink 182, what's my name again? <laughs> what is it? We want to hear it from the people. What is that? Doctor's name. Yeah. Doctor so and so. Fill it in. Tweet say it at the show. If only the doctor could say that word like like he would say. I know it's not you, Peter, but how do you think it would sound? What is my name? That's it. Yeah. What, what? Oh, he just appeared one. in the studio. What He's is still my mic'd name? up. He's Why actually you your tongue. We, what is my name? We stuff him in a closet. We leave him mic'd up though, just in case a trade happens. Uh, all right, I'm so, Dr. Evil. What is my name? Oh no! Something special is happening in Seattle. What's that? They're going to Germany. Woo-woo! Plus. Front office analyst and expert, not analyst, expert, Scott Pioli joins us next to tell us just what's cooking with those Geno Smith Seahawks. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Now, welcome to the show, a man who's very familiar with the trade deadline and the movings and shakings of the NFL. It's our NFL Network NFL executive, Mr. Scott Pioli. What's up, Scott? Oh, how you doing, Scott? 
Good morning. You're the dude when it comes to front office shakeups. <laughs> You're also right. a great member of our cast. Uh, Scott, is, is it common for us to see teams shut down players who might be on the trading block as deadline approaches? I, I mean, this is saying Kareem Hunt's name has been mentioned as a possible trade. The Browns, yeah. they actually went and gave Hunt the ball a ton last night. He got 11, 11 carries. Did that surprise you? Does that tell you anything? Was that an audition? What do you make of it when the players actually are getting playing time right before the deadline? Peter, it's a very delicate balance, right, as a GM and a head coach, you want to let a note, let everyone know that a player's out there. You want to let him know that he's healthy. You want to see him be able to do the things and show the things, showcase his talent, so to speak. So you put a player out there, and last night, I wasn't sure what we were going to see because you don't really know how what the Browns' philosophy is, but he was out there and showed an awful lot. He showed his talent, his ability to catch, his ability to run. So to me, that may have been an audition. Now, the other thing is this. You know, Andrew Berry is a very smart dealer. And when it comes time to make a deal, I think he wants to maximize and push us as close to the trade deadline as possible. The other thing is they know that they're a better team when they, if they can win, they need Kareem Hunt. You know, you guys brought up a great point earlier in the show. And sometimes people get so focused on what did we get for a trade? What did we get for a trade? But if Kareem Hunt goes away via free agency, they're going to get a compensatory pick. And you try to figure out in your head, can I get more in a trade or more with a compensatory pick? The other thing you may pick up is salary cap space. But it'll be interesting to see if he ends up somewhere at the end of the day today. My instincts tell me that he might. Scott, one of the craziest things going on in the league right now is what Derrick Henry does to the Houston Texans. Four straight 200-yard mm. games doesn't seem possible. And yet, I sort of have to wet blanket it. And tell me from a front office standpoint, 30-plus carries. Again, a lot of carries for the big man. We're thinking about the end of the season. When you look at him from up there in the front, from the front office, is it too much? Or do you want to just keep riding him? Kyle, this is a conversation that you have every week with your head coach. You want to hear from the head coach what they're going to do in terms of playing time. You don't tell the coach what to do because they have the best feel. What I like that they did this week, this was very intentional what Mike Vrabel did this week. He is all about toughness and he's all about intelligence. And they went out there and absolutely bludgeoned the Houston Texans. Again, they had over 300 yards rushing as a team along with what Derrick Henry did. They needed to make sure that they weren't going to put the ball in the hands of Malik Willis too much as a rookie quarterback. So this was very intentional. Now, you bring up the point to Kyle, 96 touches over the last three weeks. That's a lot. I think Mike Vrabel is also smart enough. He's going to be meeting with not only the general manager, but with the trainers, with the player performance folks, to see what his body's like. Then they're going to talk to Derrick Henry. It's a risk, but it's a calculated risk. And again, this is what they have to do to win games now. So it's working. They don't need to fix it right now. So, Scott, some people have, uh, this is really interesting, begun to criticize Pete Carroll's old school offense, uh, saying the mm. Seahawks have to adapt. There's a new NFL in town. Pete Carroll has to catch up. Well, Pete Carroll responded to some of this analysis. You know, all, all the people that doubt, like you, you're losing, you know, you know, like we run the ball too much. You don't understand football, and you know, you don't, you know, you can't stay up with the the, the new game and all that kind of stuff. That's a bunch of crap. I'm telling you. I mean, look, we're doing fine. We're all right. So, I don't mind proving it day in and day out. It must feel so satisfying for him to be able to say that at this juncture in the season. <laughs> Scott, what stands out to you about how the Seahawks run their team and why they're finding more success than people expected with Geno Smith? 
Jamie, I absolutely love that clip, first of all, because I am a huge supporter and believer in Pete Carroll and John Schneider. You ask about the way they run their organization. It's about competitiveness. It's about toughness. It's about reliability and consistency. Pete Carroll and John Schneider are extremely consistent. Their players know what to look for. You know, it was an interesting thing. Yes, I heard this interview with Tyler Lockett yesterday, and Tyler Lockett talked about the next man up. Everyone always talks about the next man up. And Tyler Lockett said, well, what about the guy that got injured? No one thinks about him. No one talks about him. And what he talked about at the Seattle Seahawks is when it's next man up, the player that is injured helps the young player get better and helps the young player actually compete for the veteran's job that's injured. And to me, that's a really important thing about the culture of the Seattle Seahawks. It was a very important thing about our Patriots. As you know, Jason, when you have a group of players in your locker room that are selfless leaders, that are actually teaching players behind them how to take their job, how to be better, that's a special component of a locker room. And again, it takes players to win. It takes selfless players and selfless leaders, not selfish ones, to make a difference. I absolutely love what Pete Carroll and John Schneider have done over the years and continue to do. Without a doubt, and when your best players in the locker room lead in that nature, it helps everybody else buy in. And like you said, Scott, that was in New England. You see it's a mm. Seattle thing. And when you talk about your best players, there were a lot of question marks surrounding Jalen Hurts and Philadelphia and him being the long-term answer. And Howie mm. Roseman goes out there and gets a really good player, A.J. Brown, now one of the best players in the Philadelphia Eagles locker room. As a front office guy, what does it mean when you see your young quarterback out there playing with an elite talent, and what does it do for him and the team? Jason, it's critical. It's absolutely critical. And when you have a good young quarterback that's still developing, here's the first thing they did. They put a really good offensive line in front of him. Then they started taking care of the skilled players. And getting skilled players is not just getting A.J. Brown. It's not just getting a good wide receiver. You have to have good running back, good tight end good receiver, receivers, plural. So what they've done is really important. Again, I go back to our time at the Patriots. When we had Tom Brady, he was young. He was good, but he wasn't very good. He wasn't great yet. He was developing. We had Antoine Smith at running back. We replaced him later with Corey Dillon, two extremely good running backs. Then we also had Troy Brown, who was already there. We drafted Deion Branch. We drafted David Patton. We started bringing in good young players. And as those players started to phase out, we brought in Randy Moss. Any time that you can give your quarterback, your top quarterback, top skilled players and have a solid offensive line in front of him, you've got a chance not only for him to be good, but to continue to develop. And I think Jalen Hurts is really going to develop well. Yeah, and, and you start hitting on those day three picks and they're cost effective and you get them for yeah. one, two, three years. Scott, that's what you guys did in New England and that's what the Eagles are looking to do now. Thank you for joining the show. Trade deadlines today. I know Woo. you'll be busy. Woo. Keep busy. <laughs> Let's go, baby. We will. Trade deadline keeps us busy. Players are on the move. The headlines could be writing themselves. We're going to keep you up to date with all of it. Tom Pelissero is joining the show in just a little bit with the latest news and rumors ahead of that 4 p.m. Eastern trade cutoff. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. 
Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.